0: And I was rifling around the fridge at work, uh, and I found a 16.9-ounce a Diet Coke in the in the mini-work fridge. Oh. Actually, uh. I should say, Nyla was rummaging around the fridge, and I asked her if there was a Diet Coke. And she pulled this one out and handed it to me, not the one I'm drinking now, but the one I'm talking about. And I looked at the date on it, and it expired in April. Oh. And I, I looked at it, and I said, I can't. I can't risk it. That's going to taste mm-hmm. awful.
1: Mm-hmm. The, uh, yeah.
0: the poisons that they use to make it make it great, <laughs> they turn. And she goes, "Oh, there's a little one in here too, and it's like one of those little plastic bottles." Mm-hmm. And I pulled that one out, and it expired in March.
1: Mm. We're going through that right now because they are going through the backlog of all of the sodas. I mean, it's nice that my my office gives us sodas, but I now have to check the bottom of the cans because mm-hmm. there are so I up poured in like they have the good ice and i poured it in i'm like all ready for my diet dr pepper and i'm like this tastes like ass like yeah. what is it and regular it's...
0: regular soda i think is pretty bulletproof but the diet soda
1: yeah yeah it's a shorter
2: yeah. and if it's been in the fridge you might be okay but if it's in a can that hasn't been refrigerated just don't even bother
1: yeah yeah oh, on, that note... <laughs> <laughs> on that note don't even bother <laughs>
2: Don't waste my time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. All right.
0: in the Garden View Studios in historic Albany, New York, just weeks away from a trip to the Webster Fireman's Carnival. I'm Bobby Pape, and this show has everything for a deep-fried delicious adventure through some of our summer favorites. I've got two of my best fried snacking friends starting in the aptly named Stick a Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, a state where it's always fair season. It's Ann with the Planned Lund Home. Good evening, Ann.
2: Good evening, Bobby. I believe that's the Iowa State Fair where they do the deep fried butter.
0: Yeah, we're going to get into that in a little bit, try I think. It. There's going to be more yeah. there. Uh, and you just heard her chiming in as well. In the Middle-Age Mama Studios in Austin, the other big state fair state, Texas, it's Hillary, the H-Bomb Livingston Butler. Good evening, Hillary.
1: I always chime in when it's about butter. I'm like, yeah, I'd try it. I love butter. I love her. I told y'all that when Bridget was little, and like, I, she, I took her to the doctor for her first like her first birthday checkup and I mean she'd already been to the doctor a thousand times before then but she'd been sick right before and so when they weighed her she like I mean it wasn't like she was dangerously tiny she just was smaller than I thought She weighed less than I thought she would. So I like went on a mission to fatten her up. So I gave her like avocado, butter, milk. Like I'm like giving her all like really like high fat, you know.
0: You call it a mission. I call it a lifestyle.
1: (laughs) Well, that too. And then she got called. What's
2: foie gras when it's not a goose?
1: (laughs) But she like, so when she got to really talking you know i'd give her a waffle or whatever with butter on it and it would melt by the time it got to her and she would start crying like i want butter i want butter and trying to explain the concept of melting butter to a like 18 month old was really really hard (laughs) she was like i don't know now she just wants she doesn't like it when she can see the butter she only wants the butter to be melted which i mean i understand that fully
0: saturated by the way we're gonna do small talk mailbag Medium talk, oh, yeah. which you'll be shocked to know is going to be about fair food. Then T. she recommends and how you can get involved with the show. So I just wanted to get that in there before we get too far down the line here,
1: down the butter line? I understand. We ride in butter shoes. Um, I feel like
0: I don't. Is is I I think Weird Al is still making like parody music. Wouldn't Butterline yeah. be a great Borderline? My oh, favorite yeah. Madonna song.
1: Oh. Um, there. Oh, that is a good song. Rory and I regularly listen to the. um the American Pie version, but it's uh, about the Phantom Menace. It's about like Anakin Skywalker. Mm-hmm. I know all the words to it now. It's uh, pretty I good, you know. It. Is it also <laughs> nine minutes long? No, that's the blessed part of it. It's probably like five minutes long, which is long for a Weird Al song, but you know, cuts down on the American Pie, you know, version. Of right, it. right. Pretty good. So,
0: <laughs> yes, uh, butter talk aside, uh, we have some small talk, starting with. I am old. Yes. And Bobby, Hillary, why I, are you old? Thank you. I can throw it to you because you have small <laughs> talk, but it's coming right back to me. It's a good volley. So a couple of things that made me feel old this week. But uh, the first uh, and most relevant that I wanted to share is that the other day uh, we were all heading out to a, a concert. It's it's outdoor free concert season for the Albany Symphony. We're all over the Capital Region doing great outdoor stuff. It's my favorite, actually, because I love working the pop-up tent and give it away. If anybody wants a branded Trailblaze New York water bottle or Frisbee, let me know. It was I my do. idea to spend thousands of dollars on swag and get a prize wheel. That has paid off. It's been a lot of fun.
2: Um, can I ask about the quality of the Frisbee?
0: Believe it or not, uh, the Frisbee is not bad. It is not like an official weight. Like you're not going to go play Ultimate with it. <laughs>
2: Can you it's, use it as a dog dish, is you, what I want to know.
0: You can. <laughs> and we specifically ordered the ones that were, quote unquote, dog safe.
2: Oh. So that's not oh. to say that a
0: dog's not going to destroy it. Sure. But it is to say that the dog won't, like, get splinters or poisoned from it. Ooh. So, the you know, it is safe to destroy for a dog. We, we paid the extra few cents a piece to get the one that apparently wasn't going to be a problem for animals. So... Ooh.
2: Unlike uh, someone else we know. Yes. <laughs> but,
0: yeah, it, it's not like the frisbee I had in high school always in my backpack ready to go to play Ultimate on a moment's notice. Oh it was exactly God. 175 grams. Is that the weight? I forget what the weight of an Ultimate
1: disc is. But... 21 grams.
0: That's a different kidding.
1: different grams. <laughs>
0: um, most of the friends I played frisbee with also needed an eighth to make it worth it. But Yes, of course. Yeah. Anyway, I'm old because, uh, uh, so we were all driving down to this uh, setup for this concert, and I ended up giving a ride to our youngest team member. Uh, oh, well, that's work. a recipe
2: for disaster. Yes, yes she it is.
0: She graduated college last year, undergrad. She's delightful. She's wonderful. She's been a great ad to the office. Couldn't be more happy to have her with us. And um, I picked her up because she missed the other group driving down usually because i'm the boss people usually leave me alone on my team the rest of my team sort of figures these rides out together and i just go on my own also my car was full of rental chairs 50 50 folding chairs rental chairs in the back of the rav4 yeah
2: holy shit bobby
0: with two coolers uh the coolers actually used to like you flip down the seats you push up the chairs they use the coolers to hold them from the back so that they're not hitting the back door any it's whole thing i have a science anyway she gets in the car we're driving. She missed her earlier ride because her phone bricked that morning.
1: Oh.
0: And so she's going through some withdrawal. Understandable. I would be too. And so we've got about an hour in the car together. And I say, hey, here's my phone. Uh Spotify's open. You're DJing. She's cool. She's got great taste. She's the most fashionable person in the office. Photographer, artist, went to art school. All good. You figure it out. And we start driving, and she throws on some Lauren Hill, which is funny, because we were just talking about the miseducation of Lauren Hill in the context of the miseducation of Jeremy Holmes, which <laughs> is foreshadowing <True. laughs> for a future episode that's coming up soon. And she's playing some Lauren Hill, and I'm like, awesome, nice throwback, cool. Next track, Third Eye Blind.
1: Nice. It's just, like, it's all up like 1999 $19. up in here. I think even, basically. A little,
0: even a little earlier. Yeah. And, and I look at her and I'm like, it's an interesting choice from you. Um, don't feel like you need to play music that you think I'm going to like. <laughs> I've given her free reign, play anything you want. Don't worry about language. You know, you're not going to phase me. I don't care. And she's like, no, no, no. I like it. I like it. Um, oh, Fuck. What was the third band? She played another quintessential cheesy Wallflowers. Partic- yes, thank you for yes. remembering. Wow. Right? I told you guys about this the other day. Yes, <laughs>
1: pew, pew, and it was pew. probably one headlight. Tra- what, other,
0: what other Wallflower song would it be? Uh,
1: three Marlenas. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> right. I so, celebrate the all of the works of Jacob Dylan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah, there you go. End of list. Um, it's a greatest estate album. There's plenty of blank tape left if you need it to tape off the radio. So uh, she plays one more. <laughs> She plays Wallflowers. And I just look at her and I say, okay, really, what's going on here? Are you trolling me? Because you're basically <laughs> just playing, like, Bobby's hosting trivia 90s playlist.
3: Yeah. And
1: course.
3: she
0: explains to me that she genuinely, sincerely loves this music. She is not playing games with me. And I ask her why. And she says, because it's the music that her mom loved when she was little. Oh,
1: what year was she born?
0: Well, I'm guessing that she is 22, maybe 23. Oh.
2: 2000?
0: <laughs> Basically, right? Yeah, 1999, 2000. She was born at the start of the millennium.
2: No great.
1: <laughs> the craziest thing that I had heard, and like this, duh, because of math, but somebody said last year, or I guess this year, it's like, if somebody was born in the 1900s, and you look at their ID, you know that they're old enough to drink. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
4: Uh,
2: I I had this happen to me many years ago. I just <laughs> like to tell you when I still worked in retail and I was talking with one of my people and I referenced will smith as a rapper and she said what are you talking about he's not a rapper he's an actor and i said excuse me dj jazzy jeff and the fresh prince parents just don't understand and she goes well i know he had a tv
1: show oh my god that means nothing to you
0: But you know, like summertime,
1: summertime, Miami. Come on. <laughs> I mean, if anybody goes to Miami, like if any of my friends are like, I'm going to Miami, I mean, I'm like partying in the city where the heat is on all night, yep. on the beach till the break of dawn. <laughs> Welcome to Miami. Bienvenido. And we're just going to start singing. It. Uh, so I, it is,
2: it's quite a shift in the headspace to realize yeah. your um, age. Yeah. Uh, especially how how the uh, new generation views you.
0: Well, and I think part of it is, you know, she was born then, but her mom was loving music from a few years before she was born. I was born when I was born, but I've always loved the music and had friends who were a few years older than me. So, like, the the gap is accentuated. <laughs> like it's, I mean, it's really... you
2: keep telling yourself that it's not that big,
1: Bobby.
0: <laughs> it's pretty big.
1: <laughs> i also feel like um probably for a while i mean i know that you're like an old man but you're you've always been like the young one like Bobby's the younger one and then you know like we talked last week growing up as the youngest one i was always like the youngest one i'm the youngest one and all of a sudden i'm like i'm a grand like when i look I'm around the, the office <laughs> i'm not the baby anymore i'm not the baby well if mm. the baby has these delightful crows feet then sure <laughs> yes
0: um, I actually, I have one other delightful, I hadn't actually thought about it with the I am old story, but I, I was at an event today for work, a luncheon, legit luncheon at a country club. And, uh, I was with a different team member colleague of mine who's a few years older than the young one, still younger than me, still in her late twenties, but, but a little more grown up. And, um, another colleague of ours, who's an adult, much older than me was explaining what <laughs> his <an> children, <laughs> he was explaining what his children are all doing. Cause people were asking him, oh, how are your kids? Which one's doing what now? Uh, And the youngest one makes music on Twitch as like a primary part of his life. And he is explaining this to a room full of old women.
2: Oh, Lord.
0: Just straight over
2: their heads.
0: Literal comments included, when are these people going to get a life? And how can you possibly make money doing that?
2: You just gotta say he's a musician and stop with that. Right. Yeah. So. the platform questions are unanswerable <laughs> but even like somebody said oh
0: you don't understand that if you're under 30 and i looked at um amanda this this older colleague of mine and um you know this older of my team but still younger than me and, and i looked at her and said that's true i'm over 30 i don't really understand i mean i understand twitch but i don't use it and you're under 30 and she was like oh yeah i've streamed twitch Yep.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. okay yeah no. it's okay it's fine and you know it's it's sometimes when you're just like this is not for me and that's okay that's yeah. okay
0: and then i explained to everyone that i have to not use tiktok because i have to put the time in to curate my tiktok because right now all that tiktok knows about me is that i'm a mid-30s white guy with at least a little bit of money so mostly it's just um, women peddling their only fans <laughs>
1: Well, just get Bridget to get on your TikTok, because now all it is is, like, people doing the same Lizzo dance over and over again. I'm like, you polluted my TikTok. That's all it is. Thankfully, actually,
0: I have used it enough now that I've started to push it toward, um, like, older guys using their outdoor griddles to cook
1: things. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Perfect. Which is is great. Uh,
1: I'm not the only one who is
0: old, according to small talk.
1: No. Um, Yeah. Somebody else is old. Who is that? But, but, caveat – Clean as a whistle. So,
2: Um. Bobby, your age is really in your head and relative to the people around you. Uh, I am old, um, given the medical procedures that I now qualified for. As I was talking to my doctor a while ago, and she said, you know, they have um, changed the recommendations for when you should start getting colonoscopies to Mm -hmm. 45. And I was like... Yeah, <laughs> what does it have to do with me? <laughs> and then <laughs> she gave me this whole long, she launched into this explanation of why having a colonoscopy was a good thing and all the benefits it had. And of course, there's another option, the smear test, where you take a <clears throat> sample at home and you send it in the mail to a laboratory. Uh, yeah, i
0: commercials for that when the yep. ship box talks to you on TV.
2: yep 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 yep. but but all she pitched she pitched me a colonoscopy and then at the end she said so does that sound like something you'd be interested in and i'm like what is this a (laughs) timeshare? do i get like a free i don't know trip to disney world or something backed into it to go to one hour procedure presentation so to speak um and i said sure absolutely let's was happy to do it. And she was like, wow. Usually, most of my patients are much more reluctant to schedule a colonoscopy. And I'm like, well, it's not like I'm excited about it. It's not like it's on my bucket list of things to do, but <laughs> I understand uh, that it's a very good practice to get regular colonoscopies. And if you're going to get cancer, like if you said to me at some point in your life, you are going to get cancer. But you get to pick which one it is. I wouldn't be picking colon cancer, let me tell you, because that's one of the bad ones if there is such a thing. So I agreed to do it, and I had it yesterday, and as I said, I'm clean as a whistle. (laughs) And I thought about you a lot, Hillary, Oh, weird as that that may (laughs) seem, because I was weirdly anxious about it, Uh, like in my head. It's totally fine. I understand. It's a common medical procedure. Thousands of people have it every day. I'm not worried about it. Uh it's not any worse than going to the dentist and I just couldn't pin down why i had this feeling of anxiety until i realized it was because i was worried about doing the prep wrong <laughs> yes. and i wanted to be the good patient yes as so. we've talked about many times you do everything right I want to make sure exactly. they really were
0: clean as a whistle
2: exactly well you know it's kind of an involved process but i would like to say that on the post procedure paperwork where the let's see i'll turn to page 3 The quality of the prep was
1: excellent. (laughs) Highlighted. Yes. (laughs) Is there a
0: sticker of some kind, like a gold star or a smiley face?
1: I love that it wasn't just a verbal, like, you did a great job. Like, it is written down in your fucking medical record that it was excellent. Yep. (laughs) Well,
2: I was talking with the nurses, and they
1: told me that they have at
2: least one patient a day who comes in and says, prep? What prep? Oh, my God. I know. So do they have to turn them? Yeah, they can't do it. They can't do it. Yeah. yeah, If they're all still filled up. So uh, as to the question (laughs) of prep, again, to quote Hillary Butler, it's fine, TM. It's it's (laughs) fine. You hear so much about how awful the prep is, but it's fine. But it's also you know kind of gross. I mean, not gross. Like, it's kind of yuck, but it's fine. It's fine.
1: I don't know. You know, this is a weird admission not that i'm like i i like i enjoy pooping that much or whatever but when it's yourself you're like well i can like objectively see that it's kind of gross but like it doesn't necessarily gross me out do you know what i mean i mean it still kind of grosses me
2: out but (laughs) but yes but i know what you mean but it really the um The amount of Gatorade that you have to drink is the troubling aspect because I (laughs) don't drink Gatorade. Okay, so I don't understand how you could not know that there's prep involved because they made such an effort to reach out to me multiple times. Like the nurse called me on the phone and walked me through it to make sure that I knew what I was doing. And they send you a whole list of, you know, three days beforehand, you have to start a low-fiber diet, and they have all the yeses and nos of that. And then the day before, it's clear liquids only. And one of the things that said under clear liquids was soda pop. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is this, 1950? A <laughs> um, malted. I know. But when she, she asked me if I had any questions, I was like, um, well, this is the stupidest question I've ever asked anybody in my life, but when it says all soda pop, does that include Diet Coke? <laughs> Please. And she said, yes, it does. <laughs> and that's when I started pondering the difference between clear liquid and colorless liquid. Because Diet Coke is still clear, of course. It's just brown. Sure. But it's not coffee. You can no, still see yeah. through it. So that yeah. was all fine. But they do uh, want you to drink a lot of quote-unquote sports drink in the days mm. coming up to keep your electrolyte balance where it's supposed to be that's good that's
0: that's how you know your doctor's office hasn't been paid off by big
2: gatorade well (laughs) now when it comes to the um prep cocktail that you have to drink the night before they did specifically state gatorade oh Oh, up to that point it was a sports drink what a sponsorship think of us while you're shitting your brains out (laughs) (laughs) but um i was uh, you know the pedant in me was very irritated because the wording was At least four to six large sports drinks a day. And I'm like, now, wait a minute. What is large? At least, well, let's forget about that part, but at least means minimum four, so four or greater, but then they say four to six, which is a range. Yes. So you can't have at least a range.
1: Yes. That's stupid.
2: Yeah, that's stupid. Um, What does that mean? Does that mean (laughs) if I drink twelve, that's fine? So I was drinking twenty-eight ounce bottles. That's what I considered to be large of Gatorade. And at first I was like, Oh, this, you know, this is a switch up. This is this is fine. But then when you actually have to drink the prep cocktail, which is Gatorade and Miralax, an entire bottle of Miralax powder, you have to drink it one cup. For every fifteen minutes, for an hour, and then wait two hours and drink one cup every fifteen minutes, and you gotta chug it like it's that's part of the thing. You can't sip it; it has to all go down in a wave. Oh. Uh, and the first couple of cups, I was like, "Oh, this is fine. It's the lemon lime flavor. No big deal." But by like cup five and six, <laughs> oof! You're like, I
1: can't do it. No, nope. can't do did, it. Did you
0: get flavor variety at least? So did you get like some power red? fruit punch and some
1: <laughs> well some ice white
0: blueberry or something like i i actually don't know what any of the like i know what i like zero zero kale gatorade the orange and the white i don't know what flavors right. those are i just know those are the ones i like
2: so uh red and purple are big no-nos Red anything with red and purple dye will interfere with the Camera scope whatever. Sure. So they were very specific. So none of that. But I did get some orange zero, and the white one is glacier cherry. I oh. think it is. Sure. Glacial. So Glacial. cherry
0: cherries grown on the very poles of the earth.
2: Yes. And then the <laughs> the blue one. I don't know what it's called. Probably like Arctic blast or something. It was some yeah. berry, something or other. So Arctic yes, that does feel
0: like an appropriate choice.
2: Yeah, it does. Yeah. And then I saved most of the lemon lime ones for the actual cuz I was trying to think about this. But s- still it was it was it was fine tm and also yucky. Let's yeah, put it that no way. way. But uh, but then I have for anybody who's worried about this, you know, they're like once you start drinking the cocktail, don't stray very far away from the toilet. And I was like, "Well, what what is this going to be is this going to be like the scene in bridesmaids
1: where you know you're like you're in the middle of the street right like (laughs) or they're
2: wrestling to get to the toilet uh and it's not it's not i would say i would not have wanted to be like Going out for a walk and be half a mile away, but it was not one of those "Oh my god, I gotta know" kind yeah. of things. So it, it was fine. It what, wasn't a big deal.
1: My question is, what was your sleep like that that night? Like, did it were you up? Were you like uh, so? Oh, yeah,
2: I was because I haven't been going to bed particularly early. I've been going to bed around midnight yeah. in general, and I just wasn't tired, so I didn't go to bed. Pre- And I probably lay awake a little bit longer than I normally do. And then I had to get up at 4.30 a.m. to drink the last part of the prep, which was a bottle of magnesium citrate. Which, if you like drinking straight lemon juice, uh, should be no problem. (laughs) So, you know, it wasn't great. But it wasn't super because of anxiety or anything. It was fine. But then I'm happy to report the actual procedure itself is
1: no big deal, at Just all. Kind of go to sleep and then you wake up.
2: Like I was in the. It's not an OR because it's not a hospital. It was in a clinic, so I think they called it a procedure room. And I was there, and I was talking to the staff, and then I blinked out of existence, and then I blinked back into existence, and it was over.
1: I mean, honestly, that kind of sounds nice. <laughs> it was, <laughs> yeah. and I, anything like, for a
0: few hours away,
1: right? Like, I know. I'm like. i was very
2: briefly slightly lightheaded when i sat up but i didn't feel groggy or out of it or anything like they tell you not to uh, drive a car drink alcohol or conduct any important business (laughs) for 12 hours you're like time
1: to do my will
2: (laughs) yeah um but i feel like i could have driven home no problem if I needed to, so yeah, it was it was not bad at all, and I don't like feel anything afterwards. Uh, I'll say my stomach is confused because it went most of a day without eating, and a day before that with only clear liquids, and then two days before that on low fiber, and so now it's like, what, what, what are we doing here? Is it time to eat? Is it not time to eat? Like this morning I finished and I ate my normal, I had a bagel and I had some grapes and it was all good. And I finished eating it and literally immediately my stomach said, okay, so what are we having now? (laughs) We're ready. (laughs) Let's
4: go again.
2: (laughs) So we're still like getting back to normal on that. But other than that, it was fine. And I had two polyps, which is not very many. And there are two different kinds of polyps you can have, and one is totally benign. It's basically like, she said like a skin tag on the inside of your colon, which, okay. So, but you know, just snip it out. And the other one can, is precancerous in that it has the possibility to develop into cancer, not that it will develop into cancer. And mine were two of those, so... Assuming there's no problem with them and there shouldn't be, taking the polyps out is what keeps it from becoming cancer. I shouldn't have to go back for 10 years.
1: Good. Yeah. That's great.
2: So, you know, we've we've uh, led the charge on mammography and how not a big deal m- mammography is on this podcast, and I would just like to say colonoscopy prep it's fine and colonoscopy itself no big deal. Nobody should be afeared to go get one.
1: All right. I'm ready. I've got a year and a half, I guess. I yep. guess. Yeah. So watch me go.
0: Well, that's just, that's just when they're required. I mean, you could probably go sooner if you...
1: <laughs> I really want to. I mean, your insurance might not be
0: thrilled about it. Well, but... oh,
1: that's, the, that's the thing. That's the thing. Yeah. No, I want to wait until insurance will help out with that one, but, but I'm ready. Oh,
2: and the other thing I wanted to say was <clears throat> uh, every single medical professional that I saw that day was a woman. And I thought, that's really cool. From the surgeon to the nurse anesthetist to the anesthetist uh, or the anesthesiologist to all the nurses, all women. And I thought, you know, 30 years ago, that would not have been the case. So, like, cool. Like, it would have been fine to have a man do it. Whatever. I don't care. He can look up my butt all he wants. Um, But it was cool to have ladies, lady doctors.
1: That is cool. And I really, I feel like I have almost never seen... um... A lady anesthesiologist. Like, I feel like that's such a, for whatever reason, that's such a male-dominated part of Mm -hmm. the medical, because it's like playing God, like, I will give you the drugs, and I've never seen that.
2: Yeah, she was great, too. She was young, and like, cool, and wow. laughed at my jokes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I, my mom and I always laugh. We're like, there can be somebody who's, like, honestly kind of, like, not a great person, but they, like, compliment you for whatever reason, or, you know, it's like it's oh, think you're great, and I'm like, I like that person. They're great. <laughs> <laughs> it is my weakness. Tell me that I'm pretty, and then I'm funny, and I'm like, oh, I like you.
4: <laughs> I
1: was trying to come up with a... Like a woman's
0: place is in the House and the Senate and Anne's exam room.
1: <laughs> somewhere there. Yeah. Somewhere
0: there. Somewhere. There's there's something there I haven't figured out yet, but it's there.
1: Well, we are old, but we're taking care of ourselves. That's the bottom line. That's yep. right. Yes. I have a very young colon. Yay. 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 Um. All right. Should we move on to the mailbag? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We got a lovely note from Amanda. <clears throat> she said, I'm not looking for. Uh, I'm not looking forward. This is regarding pop culture. I'm not looking forward because I just saw it, but Top Gun Maverick is super cheesy and I totally love it. Loved it. The original was so huge when I was in high school. Seeing the new one was just pure nostalgia for me. Tom Cruise is a weirdo IRL but can still make a movie. Okay. Side note to that. Um. This was going to be in my small talk, but I'm just going to Pylon with Amanda, Uh, we took Rory to go see it. Dave and I took Rory to go see it because Bridget said, I'm not interested. I don't want to see it. And said, all right, we'll we'll take Rory. And you know what? I was like, okay, let's just, we'll see about it. And it was really fun. Now, is it a good movie? No, but it was completely enjoyable. It had just enough nostalgia for you to be like, yeah, like I remember that or enough Kenny Loggins to really like (laughs) in. And you know, when they start playing like, you know, highway to the danger zone. Dave and I are like, yes, yes, yes. This is awesome. Um, uh, I enjoyed the fact that Tom Cruise and Jennifer Connelly are within a range that I am comfortable with. Oh, I didn't know l- Jennifer Connelly was in this. I'm yes. already more interested. Yes, she is the love interest of Tom Cruise, and I, of course, chat. Well, I know because I'm a, I was previously a Tom Cruise super fan, and I know his birthday is July second, nineteen sixty two. So he is roughly sixty; he's about to be sixty. And she was born in nineteen seventy, so they're like in spitting distance of each other. So that's good. It's closer um, together
2: than my parents.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, it's about Dave and me, so. um And, you know, I will say this is the one thing that Dave and I were laughing about. The, like, final kind of mission-y thing that they have to do. It's it's basically Star Wars A New Hope. Like, it is basically Star Wars A New Hope. I mean, (laughs) when you see it, you'll...
2: But all the other Star Warses are also Star Wars A New Hope. Yes. It
1: is. They have to go through a circuitous path to get to a thing and shoot it bullseye in, like, one square. So, you know... As somebody who's like kind of a Star Wars, like, you know, not, I'm like, not a, I have very limited knowledge. I'm like, yeah, that is Star Wars right there. But um, the young cast is, I like Miles Teller fine. He does look a lot like Anthony Edwards in this. I mean, he has a mustache, so it kind of helps. But um, like, there's parts where you're like, wow, he really does look like him. Glenn Powell, who is basically Ace Man. um, Dave and I both agreed that he is like too good looking. And by that, I mean... I mean, I don't think that he's like that hot. He doesn't do anything. He's just like too symmetrical in like a weird way. And somebody said he looks like a serial killer, and he does look like a serial killer. Like he's mm. he's at, has that Patrick Bateman kind of look to him. Um, anyway, beyond all that, it was a fun time. I had a, it was like a good old sort of like popcorn movie. Like I had a great time watching it. I did miss Tom Skerritt, but that's okay. John Ham's in it, basically playing Don Draper. I enjoyed that. Um, You know, it was fun. It was a good, and it was a good, like, thing to see in the movie theater. Like, it was a fun thing to see in the movie theater. It was a true popcorn flick. So, I I agree with Amanda.
2: You know, the original, for all its issues, is a thrilling movie.
1: Yeah, totally. Totally. And this was kind of the same, sort of. Um, It's, you know, just one of those where you're like, I know it's going to work out, but you're kind of like, how could it possibly work out? But it's going to work out.
2: And now that I'm older and wiser
1: and I can see the Navy propaganda, I'm still like, okay, whatever. (laughs) I know. I know. It's like, I know this is military propaganda, but it's okay. It's okay. It's it's fine. Um, Okay. Beyond that, Amanda goes on to say, I am an oldest, always the caretaker, the responsible one. The older I get, the more I want to say fuck it all and run off to Mexico. I haven't yet, but it is tempting. As always, love all of you in the show, Amanda. (laughs) We love you too, Amanda. I'm
2: not sure as an oldest, that I would be able to say, fuck it all and run I off know. to Mexico. Well, that's
1: why she hasn't done it yet.
2: She's just thought it.
4: Right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I understand that. I, I was actually thinking that I want to get the kids. Dave and my passport is okay, but I want to get the kids passwords because they're expired. And the, you can't renew kids passports. You have to like actually go in again and both parents have to go in because like if you were divorced, I guess. All
2: right. So nobody's like, the country. Yeah.
1: It's like a not without my daughter kind of situation, <laughs> I guess. Um, See, now that marks our age. Hillary. <laughs> know, that's the go-to <laughs> reference. It totally is. Tally field, man, she was great. Um, but I keep thinking, oh, I just want to go to Mexico or I want to go somewhere. I want to go to the beach and just go. I mean, sometimes preferably without my family, but I would take them, I guess. And we need a passport for a lot of it. Um, moving on to question of the week responses. The question of the week was tell us your birth order without telling us your birth order. And we got some funny responses. I think, um, Barbara said, I was pretty much, o- I pretty much only watched PBS until I was 10. When I was younger, I convinced all of my siblings that we had lived in another state because we had a family photo with a fake background. <laughs> That's like such an
2: odd combination like, wait, so so what does that mean? the only watched PBS until I was 10. Does that mean she's the
1: oldest? I mean, that was Dave. So I would assume that means oldest. Okay. And then she's convincing her siblings of something that also yeah, strikes that the oldest. Has to be oldest. Yeah. She has an authority. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my, um, this is another thing of me being the youngest. My sister, I shared a room with my sister who is eight years older than I am. And I sucked my thumb. But I had to have like my blanket with me. Like it, w- uh, Bridget's the same way. Like I couldn't, I wouldn't just suck my thumb, like loosey goosey. Like I had to have a thing that I was like stroking next, like a silky thing. And okay. I had my blank, <laughs> I had my blanket named Gee, and it was this like silk blanket, like a, not silk, but it was like a little satin blanket. And Kristen used, to- Kristen took it upon herself to like rid me of this habit. So every like week or so she needs to chime in every week or so she would cut off a square of ghee. Oh. And so I know. So then it was just, I was left with like a square inch of ghee where I'd be like stroking it and like sucking my, <laughs> sucking my thumb. Um, and she just kind of convinced me that it was like just melting away. Like I didn't know <laughs> she was cutting it. It was just like getting smaller and smaller and I didn't really notice it. And then it was just gone. And I tried to do it with like a sheet. Like I tried to like rub the sheet and suck my thumb and just and then I quit. And then I got a headgear and I was done talking I got
2: to say, I feel a little bit of sympathy (laughs) for Kristen here. Imagine being like 16 and sharing a room with an eight year old.
1: (laughs) I know. You know, I I was pretty easy. She would stay up until like two. I was, I would like, and she would play Gershwin, which actually, you know, sort of nice. And I would just sort of sleep every, I I was definitely the youngest that had to just deal with like whatever Mm -hmm. else was going on. It was like, I didn't really, I mean, I was a brat, but I definitely had to deal with her late nights. Um. Okay, Kalina says that's I'm the only ol-
0: one late nights.
1: Sorry. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> um. I'm the only one in my house allowed to fold the towels, or put away the dishes, or mop the floors. Well, Kalina, I understand that you're the oldest, but like you, or maybe the only, but you have like kind of screwed yourself over a little bit. Got to open it up. Yeah. Yeah, that's true.
0: Um. It would be funny if she was the only, but then still said she's the only one allowed to do those things.
1: <laughs> <laughs> only oh, me. She's just talking to herself. Yeah. Uh yeah. Um Lane says, I don't like overnight guests in my house and when I go visit other people, I prefer to stay a hotel at a hotel than at their house. Uh same. Yes. I'm
2: guessing Lane's an only.
1: Yeah. That sounds like That's only. What I think. Yeah. I want my space. Uh, Rosemary says, I never had to share my toys. Oh, yes. I love Rosemary. We went to college together. She is an only child. (laughs) Very much so. She's a great friend, but also an only child. Um, Amanda says, I'm like a border collie, constantly hurting those around me.
2: (laughs) Now, is that oldest or middle?
1: Well, she, Amanda had said oldest in her letter, so I oh, guess she was just kind of collecting people and pushing yeah, I f- them. Yeah, I figured that was oldest. Because it, yeah. did, it did make me think
2: a little bit of Meredith. Yeah. Always, like, like, dealing with her sister.
1: Yes. Let's get in line. Well, in that case, Meredith was almost like an oldest because her brother was, like, you know, a wild out on that. Yeah. weirdo. Yeah. Um, Melissa says, Love me. Um, and also, I know <laughs> Melissa as well. <laughs> Melissa's, I'll, I'll, rat her. she's, she's the second of fourth. So she's like classic. She's very much middle. Yeah. And she wanted somebody to pay attention to her. Um, Jonathan, sa- Jonathan says, I am the chosen one. <laughs> I, I got what called the sakes, golden child Jonathan. a lot
0: by a couple of friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: See, I'm confused by that because I feel like I'm definitely somebody who thinks like, I don't really anymore, but the sort of the Harry Potter-ish, like, everybody, nobody knows that I'm, like, this special talent that, like, I'm just going to get plucked out of the ether, and I'm the one that, like, is going to save everybody. Um, I'm so special. I don't know if that's only or if that's youngest. Well, what was the
2: special talent in your case that you were going I mean, to be recognized for? Uh,
1: Rollerblading? Just (laughs) general entertaining. I don't, you know, just being, I, I really, this is something about me that's like, Sad. i really thought i was so special when i was a kid i mean that that is probably what like the most the most youngest child thing oh, is Hillary, that I, you
0: were special
1: <laughs> i just thought that i was like meant for great things but i don't know what those were i that's always been my problem Is like i i think i'm meant for great things but i don't really know mm, what is non-specific greatness yes, tbd greatness <laughs>
0: co-hosting a podcast that literally hundreds of people listen to <laughs>
1: yes exactly yeah. Maybe that was it. Uh, Linda says I got all the president's presents at Christmas. <laughs> well, see now I'm reading that, and she's—I I think that's only. But I do remember like Christmas, it just being focused on me. I mean, other people got presents, but it was largely focused on if me. If
0: Linda was the firstborn male, then it could be that she got all the presents, and everyone else just had to watch because she was the heir apparent. But <laughs> true, right? But I don't think that's the dynamic that she's going for here.
1: No. Um Bree says, whenever I talk about my childhood, my husband starts playing Uptown Girl on his phone. I don't know Wait, I don't know if does that mean that you're the baby of the family or does that mean that you're rich? I know. I mean God, I love that song. I love Christy Brinkley so much when Quick, I was a kid. What's
2: Christy Brinkley's birth order? Is this gonna give us a clue?
1: <laughs> Uh, Denny says, I babysat my sister from age 12 until age 18. (laughs) Hmm. Sounds familiar, Denny. So you're like, I understand. Um, Jessica says, I was babysitting other kids at age 11 and by age 16 was in full-time community college and worked three jobs. Oh, bless you. Come over, come over on my side of the table here, Jessica. Um Scott says, I don't understand why nobody bothers to plan anything. It just makes no sense. <laughs> I hear that. And um he also had said Jen Flash Andrews is the ultimate oldest child. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Her uh audio from the like sermon that she gave is like classic oldest child. was mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Wasn't that wasn't that your clip for yes, your yes. LRB
1: interview show? Yeah. God, it still makes me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> or or how she played post office and she was the postmistress. <laughs> I love it. Oh, it's so great. Anne Louise says, I had a bigger bedroom than my brother.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, Rory does have a bigger bedroom than than Bridget. I mean mm. it's not intentional, but it was just the way the cookies crumbled. Sorry. Speaking of the golden child. I know, little baby. He, he got in trouble today, but it's okay. What did he do? I don't know. I kind of like it, like non specified kids were maybe, I don't know, being rude to another kid. And then they were throwing rocks. Rory said he was not throwing rocks, but he did somehow pick up a tire. (laughs) <laughs> and like was pretending to throw it first of all i have so many follow-up questions like why was there a tire there what like was he actually going to throw it or did he was like i just thought we were pretending and i picked up this tire he was also wearing a red Sox jersey and so i'm like oh my god he looks like such like <laughs> Southie trash <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> is really one of those kids who like went along with the other rowdy kids but then whenever the teacher looks he's the one that gets
1: caught yeah i think that's kind of i think that's the case and i'm never ever ever gonna be the parent that's like not my angel like i always i mean probably to their detriment i always believe the worst of my kids i'm like what did you do i know you did something um but he's like oh, i didn't know i mean he's he's so smart but he's kind of an airhead so i don't know if he was like putting it all together that they were being mean who knows Who knows? He's an unreliable narrator if there ever was one. So we'll see. Uh, um, All right. And then finally, Megan says, when I graduated from high school, my parents let me cross the street by myself. A A few years later, I had their blessing to buy alcohol for another family high school graduation. Wait, Um, Hillary, when did when were you allowed to cross the street alone? (laughs) You know, actually, the only time this is another youngest, the only time I was grounded was I wanted to ride my bike across. We lived like near a big, big street and I wanted to like ride my bike across the street. I was allowed to do it when the crossing guard was there, but I wasn't allowed to do it like willy nilly, even though there was a light there. So, I mean, whatever. And my mom said no. And I was really mad. And I said, I hate you. And she said, You're grounded. And I ran upstairs or I ran back to my room and I was like crying, crying, crying. And then I came out and I was like, I'm sorry, mommy. I love you. And she was like, Okay, you're not grounded anymore. (laughs) Hmm. This
2: is an interesting story because I thought the grounding was going to be because you crossed at the light anyway. But no, no, it's because you told your mother you hated her.
1: (laughs) No, that's it. That was why. Um, I really couldn't cross the street. I could go to Missy's house, which was across the alley. So there were no like, I mean, I guess a car could be driving down there, but there weren't really any cars. I could only cross Hillcrest, which was the big street, if there was a crossing guard. Now, by the time I was like in fourth grade, like Bridget's age, I could do it. They were a little bit more permissive then. I think they just didn't want to like deal with me anymore. They're like, fine, cross the street. It's fine. Yeah. But yeah, that's crossing the street. Big deal. I was refilling a soda machine at the auto
0: garage down the street from our apartment when I was eight. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but did you have to cross
2: any streets to get there?
0: Actually in that particular instance, no. But I was the mayor of the village of Webster when I was that old.
2: I, I crossed sure. every street. That that shocks me not at all.
1: No. Nope. nope. I was just on my grind. I just wanted money. Money and uh, snacks. yeah yeah. That's what that's what childhood is all about. Yeah. Money and Honestly, snacks.
2: Honestly, it's still what animates me to this day.
1: <laughs> uh, for sure. Uh, Well, that's all with the mailbag. Thank you for participating. It's always fun. Should we go to medium talk?
2: Yeah, let's get into medium talk. As teased at the top of the show, we're talking about fair foods today. This has been on the reserve list for a while. We're going to use Bobby's patented, stolen, overrated, underrated, favorite, least favorite organizational scheme and talk about what kind of foods... Uh, we like, don't like, experience, whatever. We're talking about fair foods. And this, I guess, can go all the way from county fairs up until the big ones, the big old state fairs. Well, yeah, um, all, all
0: fairs is local, right? So yeah. we always <laughs> it, think about the national fairs. But but really the action happens at your local school board fairs.
1: That, that's... or those side of the street fairs where like I'm driving down the road and I see those like death machines, like the death like right. midways, and you're like, somebody mm-hmm. will die there. Assembled but, by a you know.
0: drifter being paid
2: cash. Yeah, what can go wrong? Yep. <laughs> yes,
1: sure. I would love to go in
2: a metal cage that goes around and round and upside down. Absolutely. That's held together with industrial sized safety pins. Sounds perfectly fine to me. Yep. Yeah, but I think All fair foods are local, right? There is a staple of Mm -hmm. uh, fair foods. Uh, Hillary has one that I associate with Renaissance fairs. I did not really consider Renaissance fairs very much when I was thinking about this, but the word fair is in the title. Well, it is, but I
0: think when I think Renaissance fair, like there's an E on the end,
2: right? (laughs) Oh, that's true. (laughs) It's true. We're talking fair is not fair. Right.
1: <laughs> I mean, is there a jousting tournament? Then it's can not I get, included. Can it's, I get? Wait, can I tell a Renaissance fair story really quickly? Can I Pause? stop you? <laughs> no, um, sorry, Dad. This is like sort of embarrassing. So I went to the Renaissance fair. In Dallas, and I was I got my hair braided like the two side braids, you know, Mm -hmm. like and it was probably way too expensive, but but I thought I looked so cute. I was sixteen. I probably did look cute because I was sixteen. I was very young, and I went to bar uh, maiden.
0: Yes, exactly. Yes,
1: Um, and I went to best friend Missy's house, um, and her brother is like when we were freshmen. Her brother was a senior, so her brother at that point was like uh, coming out of his freshman year in college or whatever so he and his friend steven who I had always had a crush on were there and like i guess we were all hanging out missy went to bed i guess jason missy's brother went to bed and steven and i stayed up she had a, a we called it the playroom but whatever it was just like had a tv and it was like away from the parents and obviously steven and i made out and i remember i told him i told him to not mess up my braids because i had just gotten them <laughs> Oh, and he did it. He was very gentle with my braids. Aww. I got to keep them. I know what a sweetheart.
2: Absolute a gentleman <laughs> if there ever was chivalry one. from the Renaissance <laughs> fair.
1: All right, go on.
2: I was just thinking Ren- renfests as, you know, we colloquially <laughs> call them. It's like a um I always get a little embarrassed by them because oh, yeah. it's sort of a little bit like um there but for the grace of God go I because I do like like fantasy stuff and I had my Camelot phase sure but and and there's a part of me that's like you know what if you're into it do it go exactly yep do your your thing do your thing do your thing um but there are you know they're the real good actors that they hire to like play King Henry or whatever and all the courtiers that actually have a program that they do. And then they have some people who are like locals who are just like wandering players, right? Yeah. Who are just adding atmosphere and the accents are not, Mm-mm. I mean, they're trying, God bless them. Um, but the worst thing is the quote unquote humor.
1: Oh, it's so it's bad. This sort of
2: want to be ribald. <laughs> Middle age, <laughs> middle ages, medieval humor. And like insulting <laughs> passersby seems to be the currency yeah. in trade in these. And it's so embarrassing.
1: It's so embarrassing. I, and I agree with you. I feel like if I had, you know, because I was like a oh, thespian or whatever. But and I always thought, I feel like I have the body type to really fit in at a Ren fair. Like, I feel like I could really kill this here. Uh, But it's just so embarrassing that I was like, I can't I can't lose myself in the fantasy of this. Like, this is just so this is too much. And I don't know about other um, big Renaissance
2: fairs, but the one in Minnesota at the food court, (laughs) whenever anybody pays with a $20 bill. Every single vendor in all, at any, whether it's the bread bowl soups or, you know, whatever, they all shout, huzzah! And I'm like, nope, nope, (laughs) nope, nope.
1: Uh, I I cannot with all of you. I don't like that. Nope. Well, that was Grinfare Corner.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Just
0: just waiting for Hillary to get fitted for her corset now.
2: (laughs) Uh, just the, you know, people are so into the romance of the Renaissance oh. fairs. And I'm like, okay, first of all, why are there pirates and mermaids <laughs> here? What, but, does, what do fairies have to do with this? I don't, uh, belly dancers were not part of the Renaissance, but okay. But true,
0: but, true to the time though, like two thirds of those people have syphilis.
2: Oh, <laughs> But of course, back in those times, women were property, had yes. no rights, no yeah. votes. Yeah. Nobody had dental care. They all <laughs> stank to high heaven and died when they were 45 because they didn't have colonoscopies yeah. to get their polyps removed. So <laughs> this, this romanticizing of the era just strikes me as somewhat ridiculous. So that is all um, to say
0: we're thinking more like carnival food.
2: Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> and. Anyway, Bobby's trying to keep us on track because he's got a hard out. But yes, no, we no, are this talking.
0: Is, this is. We could just end the show now. I mean.
2: <laughs> we, we are talking fair food as in carnivals, as in ooh, PTA carnivals, mm-hmm. uh, county fairs, any of that type. I was well, not did... kidding.
0: The Fireman's Carnival, which famously I have done the show from twice. <laughs> Camping near the Fireman's Carnival. Oh, that's true. Yes. That's true. Yes. That's coming
2: up on the calendar, it huh? It is indeed. Yep, and we have got a couple of months till the great Minnesota get-together, the state fair here, so things are ramping up already. So we're going to talk about some of the foods that um, I guess are within our consciousness. Let's start with overrated. Bobby and I are about to have a fight. Yeah, we are. Because I'm just going to say corn on the cob (laughs) is fucking overrated. If I wanted a vegetable, (laughs) I could get it from the grocery store. You can get corn on the cob and make corn on the cob <laughs> all summer long in a variety of places and in a, with a variety of methods right, well, and I'm not spending my time at the fair with butter like dripping down my wrists as I try to eat these things.
0: So as Ann has alluded corn is my underrated <laughs>
2: Which it, it
0: wouldn't have been for many many years. Corn would not have been my underrated. I'm not sure what my runner up underrated is. I, I think about probably just the corn dog, which is also going to make an appearance here. I think that no matter how highly you rate a corn dog, it's still underrated. I think a corn dog is a, is a perfect is a perfect fair food. We'll get to that more later. Um, I, should I am I defending? It sounds like I'm defending corn now. A couple You're of years ago. A couple of Defend years ago. Yourself. I was in. Um, iowa for work when i had that weird heart monitor side gig
2: oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> i forgot about that <laughs> speaking of bobby's grind <laughs> yeah
0: and i i stumbled into a uh a, like a street fair and it was really cool because it was definitely uh of that region like there was a lot of 4h style influence like it wasn't it was not the uh-huh. biggest fair but there were There were a few animals and there were like tractors on display. And,
2: yep, not only 4 H, but probably future farmers of America. Oh, yeah,
0: all that stuff. And the corn stand, like, there were a lot of traveling vendors, like with the trailers and the light up signs, and you know, get all of your traditional fair food. Many of those items are about to be discussed. But uh, then there was the local stand that was like the local Boy Scouts, and it was just corn on a plate it was it was fresh local corn that could have been picked from like two blocks over on uh, a plate well like can kind of fare is this uh, like handed to you with a, like a paper plate wrapped around it for the sake of handing it to you, but oh. just like dunked in butter, and there was something so elegantly simple about that 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 is when I realized it was an underrated thing. yes, I could do that at home, but just this mass production of like. Give a couple of bucks to the Boy Scouts and get handed a perfect ear of sweet corn drenched in butter. It was it was it was a simple pleasure.
2: Mm. And it
0: spoke very much to that. So for me, that became underrated. Now, we don't have that like where I grew up. That was salt potatoes, which I would say are not underrated for me in, in upstate New York because we eat them all the time in the summer because it's a regular staple. But nobody else has them. So maybe for me, underrated is like that local thing. Also, you calling it a vegetable is really funny because I thought corn was a vegetable until I was like, I don't know, twenty? Before I realized it's really not like this it's not on par with broccoli for something you should swap into your meals as a healthy
2: option. It's I'm still sorry. A is it in the produce department? <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking vegetable. <laughs> we're going we're going with um a conventional wisdom here, not scientific genius. <laughs> As far as yeah, vegetable. No, I, I
1: feel about corn. It like irritates me because I'm like, it's a vegetable, but that's not good for me. And that irritates me. <laughs> like, I'm like, if I'm going to eat a vegetable, it better be like, I don't know, nutritious, I guess. But, um, I mean, I guess all food is nutritious, but, uh, but corn's Counter, like. Counterweight.
2: Counterpoint. Yes. Yesterday at my colonoscopy, one of the nurses referred to it as nature's toothbrush. Corn. Oh. So. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Uh, but. Uh. <laughs> um, I don't like corn on the cob mostly because I get I don't I get nervous about my teeth sometimes. I mean my teeth are fine, but I don't I don't like biting into stuff like that. And I always feel like I get it all over the place, just a little too oh, yeah, messy. There's no
2: elegant way to eat no. corn on the cob. No, and, no, and the corn shreds that get stuck in your teeth uh. are a problem, especially in a situation where you don't have the handy
4: the little Um, corn things or or, floss
2: or whatever yep
1: i'm thinking about the little corn things that you put on the side that my mom always had you know the corn things to hold the the holders
0: (laughs) the ones yes of course uh now do you eat uh corn rotating and then moving over and then doing another rotation or do you do it typewriter style like all the way across and then ching down to the next row and all the way across? typewriter
2: style obviously typewriter
1: Typewriter. yeah
2: what, what? monster does <laughs> any other way?
1: <laughs> it's like Rory sometimes will eat like a sandwich or like a taco the wrong way. I'm like, what are you? I don't. What are you doing? He like eats it from the middle. I'm like, what's going on? These I'm are the like, people who honey. go sock
0: shoe, sock shoe in the morning, and I don't trust. Oh, them.
1: that's me. What? I'm a sock shoe. I'm a sock shoeer. Sure. I am. What? I know. I like to complete a side. It's not natural.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> God
0: damn it. <laughs> All right, so oh, yes, corn is overrated.
2: <laughs> yes. I think it's underrated. I know, and I think that you make a good point because it is so common here for
1: maybe, sweet corn. Right, maybe and that's it. at the it.
2: Minnesota fa- fa- State Fair, the corn booth is gigantic, and it's mobbed all the time. So that is probably, I'm like, what are you people doing? There are other things to be eaten here. And it's relatively close to the entrance, of the fair? And I'm like, yeah, you just like right off the bat, this is what you people are going for. You disappoint me.
0: It's like people who are going to Fogo de Chow and filling up on the salad bar. What's wrong with yes. you? Yes! Yeah. <coughs> Why? Alright, oh. I get that. That I get, because if you're going to go to the fair and you can only get six or seven things before you start to feel ill, you don't want to waste one of them on corn. I can, I can understand yep. that. Yep. Save right. the space. My overrated... I don't think we'll actually... Well, we'll see how you two uh, uh, respond to it. But I think that in the whole world, this would be, uh, you know, this would be not okay. I think that fried candy bars, and I'm thinking fried Snickers, but I know that there's a whole array of shit that people will deep fry now in the candy bar chocolate sweet stuff universe. Mm -hmm. I think it's all overrated. And I'll go as far to even throw in fried Oreos in there, too, which I know people love, love. It's a lot of sweet with your salty, and normally I'm cool with that combo, but the the whole candy bar, it's just a gooey, disgusting, like it, where the corn dog is a phenomenal fair food because it holds its shape and you can hold it with one hand and you can eat it that fried Snickers, just, it's like an ice cream cone in 120 degree heat, like it's just gonna melt too fast. I don't know, too messy and not worth the, not worth the, the hassle to me.
2: Here's the thing, Bobby. If I had not put corn on my overrated choice, I would have put fried candy bars because I 100% agree with you. I
0: love it when we agree.
2: A deep fried Snickers is the worst option because it's so dense of a candy bar. I did try it one time with the Three Musketeers bar, and that was a little bit better because the lightness of the center kind of balanced out the deep-fried coating a little bit. But again, I never got it again. I was like, eh. And then one time, one of my brothers and I did uh, get the deep-fried Oreos, and it came like, you know, a little um, container of like six of them. And we ate them, and we were like, yeah, that's fine. But honestly, I would have preferred just a regular Oreo. I would have enjoyed more.
0: It's a little lily-gilding, right? It's like like the baconization of everything.
1: Yeah, I have actually never had a fried... Candy bar, but like that's what has always struck me is how it's just it's like too much. It's just, you're putting another ornament on the Christmas tree. I don't I don't need it. Yeah. I mean, do it for science. Do it once at some
2: point, right? Absolutely. Sure. To, to quote Prue from the Great British Baking Show, "Not worth the calories."
1: <laughs> yeah, I would rather have what uh, is both both Anne and I celebrate coming up. As opposed to a fried candy bar, if I'm going to have something kind of fried, there's something else I would rather have. Yep.
2: Yep. Well, then, what's your overrated Hillary?
1: Well, as as sort of previewed previously, it is turkey legs, which they do sell. Um, I they are very more much more like Ren Fairy. They do sell it at the Texas State Fair, and I don't know why. I just like. I mean, I, whatever. It's just too much meat. I don't need that much meat. Like, yeah. I don't it's, need that much meat. I, I know we're cutting out for New <laughs> I just, I don't, I, I'm not a vegetarian. I just, sometimes it's like, it's too much. And I feel silly. And kind of like how you were talking about it. It's these people like pretending to you know be like huzzah! I feel like I'm Henry the 8th and I'm just like gnawing on a turkey leg I don't it's just not appealing to me it's not it it's just too much meat and and it's not that it tastes bad or anything it's just too much meat
4: right Can I say and- it's
1: just too much meat one more time <laughs> And I, and I, it's also, it's kind of work to eat a
2: turkey leg yes. because yes. it's got so yep. much of that, whatever it is, sinew and, and
1: yes. <laughs> cartilage and stuff kind mm. of that you have to navigate around. Yes. Which that, then i feel like, I'm such a, this is why I never buy rotisserie chickens because, and I know they're like good, you know, cause you can kind of use them up. They're pretty cheap and. I just don't want to deal with that. Like, I don't like dealing with the reality of the animal that I'm like, give me a skinless or give me a boneless situation and I can deal with it. But I, I don't want to cut around tendons. No, thank you. I'm good. Yeah.
4: Yep.
2: Yeah, and they are delicious. I, I think they sell them at the Minnesota State Fair, but they sell everything there, so I don't... Like, obviously, if I'm not sure, it means I've never gotten one there because, again, I have other things. Yes. I can get a turkey leg at Thanksgiving. Thank you very much. I don't need to get one in 98-degree heat. Yes, exactly. And, exactly. like, walk around with fat dripping down my <laughs> wrists again. Exactly. <laughs> Honestly, if my fingers have a better chance of staying somewhat clean, I'm going to be happier.
1: Yes, I agree. I totally agree. Not to have a million napkin situation going Mm -hmm. on. I agree completely. I'm very, very much. uh, Yeah, I don't like I
0: don't like being sticky. no. No, no.
2: I don't either. And that's why I I don't know if this is a universal thing or, again, only at the Minnesota State Fair. But I fucking hate all the on a stick references, you Mm -hmm. know, because it's all food on a stick. It's macaroni and cheese on a stick. It's T-shirts on a stick, but on a stick. (laughs) And I'm like, can we give the on a stick stuff a rest? (laughs) It doesn't have to be on a stick. But honestly... It's not a bad thing, no, it's, it's just not. that the stick for the turkey leg is the turkey bone <laughs> exactly well it's covered with like greasy skin and stuff
4: uh, it's
0: gonna be great. This is a podcast on a stick. I like this. <laughs> <laughs> I think that there's an o g on this on a stick which we'll get to, and then then we'll understand why you don't try to make it better than it is. It's already perfect,
2: yep. exactly well, let's move to underrated and we've got Bobby's corn yes, we do underrated. Um, I will say I think mini donuts continue to be underrated. And if we're talking an old mini donut that's like all saturated in oil and cold, of course not. But when you have watched the mini donuts coming down the little river of oil <laughs> and then uh, the like, river of dreams dipping <laughs> t- into the, you know, final pool and then being um scooped out and having the cinnamon sugar or whatever um, shaken all over them and go right into the bag there is something about a piping hot fresh mini donut that continues to delight me Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: and that is I would say that's probably maybe we should have added a segment where we um, decided on the, the definitive five fair foods well, we can, you know, we can
0: hash that out next week when we, when we get the question of the week answers.
2: <laughs> of course, that's true. That's a good idea. But I think mini donuts is such a classic, but I don't see the frenzy over them that I do over some of the other things. I think people have forgotten or maybe sleeping a little bit on mini donuts.
0: I will note mm-hmm. that mini donuts were not a fixture of the Webster Fireman's Carnival. And so they came to me later in life. Oh. My mini donut experience was, you know, gas station oriented until later on when I experienced other fairs in other places and realized that the grass was a little greener on the mini donut front. <laughs> so
2: <laughs> Then gas station mini donuts? Well, like, you <laughs> no. Your, your, so. your
0: sleeve of chocolate donuts or whatever. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, that was the, that was the whatever. one. Yep. We were uh, down in Kingston, New York for work last weekend, and I went in into a donut shop and i ordered i thought i'll get donuts for the team because we're working all day that'll be fun uh they're probably gonna be expensive because this is a little artisanal fancy place and i walked in and there were no fucking donuts anywhere and i looked at the woman and i just go are you are you out for the day and she goes oh no they're made to order oh
2: right well 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 so I,
0: I, yes <laughs> i ended up ordering a dozen donuts for the team made to order which i hear were great but i had to go run an errand and they were gone by the time i got back so damn it um right yeah made to order so that was that's you know almost the mini donut thing but that the conveyor the mm-hmm. hot oil river them floating and flipping it's a beautiful thing
2: it is but i and it's it's an american thing yes and that's yes. what says america to me <laughs> and that's it's a mini donut river that's what these
0: fairs are all about we we almost thought about rehashing the what makes america great show topic
1: <laughs> mini donuts that's it end of show <laughs> Uh, Hillary, underrated? Um, I, you know, I don't know how underrated it is actually, but I I feel like this is underrated in the world not necessarily in fair it just is, is ghetto wise to fair food I feel like I don't see it out in the world I love funnel cake I love funnel cake it's so freaking good and I like forget about it and then I have it at the fair now to be fair, I haven't been to the Texas State Fair in a, in a minute, I, I think Bridget Rory was a baby when we went but I went to the San Antonio rodeo right before COVID struck and I was like wait a second they have bundle cake here and I was like fuck this is good and it's so I mean much like mini donuts it's like just fried goodness and like these little slivers and it's like eating french fries but they're sweet And I'm basic, (laughs) much like I like my basic donuts, just like I like a glazed donut. That's pretty much my go-to order. I like a funnel cake just with like powdered sugar on it. I don't want to mess with like the other toppings. I I will have it. That's just not what my order is going to be. I just want powdered sugar. But fuck, I love funnel cake. I didn't really
2: realize that funnel cakes came with options other than powdered sugar. You know, I must have had one at some point in my life, but I really don't. Remember? Do they do some that are like chocolate? Result? Yeah, I think they do or... a cho-
1: chocolate drizzle. I think also, it's kind of like how we were saying, like I don't like sticky hands or whatever. Like mm-hmm. it just is gonna, it just is contributing to sticky hands. No, sure. I'm, th- I'm thinking about it, and and like a, f- a funnel cake is sort of, I guess, the closest like real world application is like a beignet, kind of, sort of. But those are thicker. oh, not a waffle. Maybe yeah. I never have
2: had a funnel cake.
0: Well, I mean yeah, if if you it's it's basically the same batter as a waffle batter just sprayed yeah. into hot oil instead of Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, and I'm just thinking with the powdered sugar and but yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I see know. what you're saying. Um but I don't know. I just think they're so good. And they that is the thing that puts me back into fair mindedness is a funnel cake. Dave called it something else now I can't remember, Bobby. What other things are they called up there well, mostly in Boston? Have you ever heard it called anything other than like a fried dough or funnel
0: cake? Well, so we're going to get to that in a minute because fried dough and funnel cake I think by definition are slightly different things. Um dough boys I, That might have been are, what he are, called are it. Or a Rhode Island variant on fried dough, which we'll get to cuz that they, they from our years in Rhode Island, they hold a place in my heart as well. Why don't we why don't we jump to favorites and I'll just do my transition yes. into that because Yeah. So for my my favorite, I listed fried dough slash funnel cake, which are different animals uh, or or sort of different breeds of the same animals. So like a funnel cake is so named because it's when the batter goes through a funnel or a piping bag or whatever into the oil. And so you get lots of surface area and it's, it's, you know, it's got that nest sort of shape to it. Yes. Yeah. Because it's round and sort of flat, but it's. Every little bit of it's touched oil, so it's got lots of crispiness woven in and out of it, Hmm. versus a fried dough, which is one larger piece of dough, which is put into the oil and fried together, which means it's got a doughier inside and a crustier shell outside. In Rhode Island, they sell something called Doughboys, mainly from a place called Iggy's, but other places have them too, and they're basically just mini fried doughs, so you get a bag of like a dozen Doughboys, and they're like the size of small dinner rolls, basically. And they, they dump them in a bag and then they throw the sugar in the bag and close up the top and shake the hell out of them to to put the sugar on them. And mm, then you just so get this sugary bag.
2: It's almost like a cross between a mini donut and a funnel cake.
0: Yes. And I just looked at the funnel cake Wikipedia page, which is something I never thought to do before. <laughs> and they list it as um, uh, the type of pastry is donut because it's basically the same philosophy it's just a surface area difference. It's just the way it's getting into the oil. So instead of being donut formed, it's being pressed through a funnel so that it's a drizzle going into the oil. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, God, I'm so hungry. <laughs> <laughs> but just, uh, it's the simple flavor of a slightly sweetened dough, fried, crispy, a little sweet. I don't actually love powdered sugar on mine. I like a cinnamon sugar on mine with like a granulated sugar or like a caster sugar. So like a fine sugar, but not powdered again, because of the mess powdered sugar. I just feel like you can't ever get away from right. For some reason, cinnamon sugar doesn't seem as messy to me, even though I know it is. And that that's just my ideal. And I'll take either a fried dough or dough boys or a funnel cake. That's all great.
2: Well, powdered sugar, I think the problem with powdered sugar versus cinnamon sugar, is that the powdered sugar is so much more visible. It's like you you got a powdered sugar beard or right. whatever. <laughs> but, <laughs> yes, But cinnamon sugar is just not as easy to spot. So right, One looks you like a you're little... on a,
0: a Coke bender. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Who's to say I'm not? <laughs> but you, you have are. to be a, a little careful
0: up in these parts because um, there is a different kind of funnel cake regional to southern Ontario, Canada. That is a molded thing where like a piece of molded metal gets uh, heated up in the oil and then dipped in the batter and then back in the oil to fry it. And so it's it's one shape of fried dough. It's like mm. a different kind of thing that they also call a funnel cake or, uh, huh. or rather. Uh, yeah, funnel cake, but it's it's different. The way they do it is different. I'll I'll put a picture in the slack because it won't make sense until I show it to you.
1: I did ask Dave, what did you call funnel cake? And he said, Doughboy. And I said, right. And he Doughboy. said, yep. the, the Rhode Island delicacy. Yep. Yeah, it's up there with <laughs> clam cakes. Absolutely.
2: I Honestly, uh, like my brain is so uh, linear that if it's called funnel cake, I need it to be in the shape of a funnel, which oh, really right. isn't. Right. The funnel is, is the tool that's me. used to make it. Right. Yeah. Right. And I just
0: put a picture of a Crystal Beach funnel cake. Wow. Right, and it's more like making an ice cream cone or oh, something.
1: I just put a picture of me with my funnel cake in the <laughs> <laughs> the last time I had funnel cake. <laughs> I
0: was very excited. Uh, yeah, see, that's the funnel cake that I think of when I think of funnel cake. But mm. uh, these these sort of hot irons that fry the shells that they call yeah, funnel cake I in southern s- yeah. Ontario. It's a different, and those are good.
2: Like I'm not. Too. I would eat yeah. all of
0: these different types of fried dough with sugar on them.
2: Would you fill those with the crevices in that funnel cake? Would you put often in there?
0: often you'll see them five Asking to for a, a like five <laughs> to a pack. Would you? I mean, fill those crevices, empty those crevices. You're really on a theme this weekend. <laughs> I mean, I suppose you could. Should one? I think that's the question. No, mm, I, I think you mm. could. Uh Fried Dale funnel cake, my my fave. If I'm going to the fireman's carnival or anywhere else where that is available, I'm all about it. Mm, okay. And well do two of you want to flip a coin over this because I think they're very
2: similar. Yes. Yes. yes.
1: Hillary, why don't you go? Okay, so mine are this this is the one thing that is like specific and it might be other places, but it I've had it at the Texas State Fair is Fletcher's Corny Dogs. Um they're so good. I like I don't know what it is about the batter that they use, but it's like, it's, it's just, it's like a, I love a corny dog and I like the specific one the best. um, And with a little bit of mustard and I looked on their website and apparently they ship be a gold belly. I'll never do that because that's insane. But I was (laughs) like, Oh, that sounds good. But it did remind me briefly, I have a story, sorry, this is my second, like, Wild Hillary story. So um, let's back it up. Let's go in the time machine, go back to 2003. I'm living in Los Angeles. I'm living in Los Angeles. My, best, my other best friend, Emily's husband, texted me and she, he was like, Emily's birthday is coming up. I'd love for you to come surprise her. It was like her 24th birthday. I was in LA. She lived in Austin. So I flew to Austin. I sat next to the sky. Who I didn't know at all. I like, and we started talking. He was older. I mean, he was bald, older gentleman. When I say older, I mean he was maybe in his forties at the time. And but ugh, I'm ancient, ugh, disgusting. We're talking, we're chatting. He's from Texas, um, real big, like Longhorns fan. Um, you know, la la. But he lives in Los Angeles. He's an actor. I'm like, okay, great. Um, he gives me his number. Okay, um, I have his number and. He was like, hey, you know, I'm – there's – in college football the here, like, Texas OU weekend is a really big deal. It's at the State Fair. Is this still at the State Fair? I don't know. It was at the Cotton Bowl. Um, And it's, you know, this big rivalry. It's a fun time. He's like, I have a party every year at my house in Sherman Oaks. I fly in Fletcher's corny dogs, I'd love for you to come. And I was like, Oh, that sounds so great. I'm totally gonna come. So I get back. It's like the next weekend or two weeks later, I had to work. It was on a Saturday, but I had to work until like five. And I think the game was like pretty much wrapped up or something. Luckily, I had my friend Katie go with me. I was like, Hey, I'm gonna go to this guy's house. Um, Will you come with me? Because I don't really know him. I just like met him on airplane, he and he's like, "I just want cool. his corn dogs. <laughs> I just want, and then I was like, "He's gonna have." To let... And Katie's also from Dallas, and then I was like, "He has Fletcher's corny dogs there, so like, let's go. It'll be you know we we can go um, to this actor's house, and it'll be super fun." We get there, literally everybody is gone. Texas has lost so badly, like like just got embarrassed by OU. He is wasted like he is super drunk i was so thankful to have katie there because all he did the whole time was like kind of like grossly flirt with me and then show me pictures of all like the famous people that he's worked with which were like weirdly pictures all around his house now i will say his house was super nice um he whatever his name is rex lynn google him He is somebody who... I still have his phone number. And I'm always like, I wonder if it works. I'm not going to call him. But he was in CSI Miami. Oh, yeah, I recognize him. (laughs) He was also in that Sylvester Stallone cliffhanger movie. He also now is apparently dating Reba McIntyre. So I don't know if I was his type, actually. But I went there... When I went to his house, he was really drunk. He was kind of gross. And he had like... Two cold Fletcher's corny dogs left over, and I was like, This wasn't worth it, except that it was a funny story later on, so that's my my Fletcher's corny dog story.
2: Well, let me top your corn dogs, yes. <laughs> 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 looks like a corn dog he
1: does he does yeah a little bit a little yeah. bit yeah
2: uh well i was not nearly so specific with my recommendation i just said corn dogs in general because as bobby said they are the perfect fair food yes uh you can eat them without getting messy they are delicious they don't i mean maybe i just eat them too fast but they don't get like heavy Mm-mm. and greasy mm. Uh, they just remain delightful and I love a corn dog and they don't impede you from eating other things. It's like they don't sit in your stomach so heavily that you can't eat anything else. And um, I love a corn dog. I think I love a foot long. I'm not sure. (laughs) Uh, But when I go to the state fair with Matt, he is the best person to go with because when that kid decides he wants to eat, he will eat. And you've met him. He's six foot six. Yeah. Just a tall drink of string bean water. Uh, and you're like, where yeah. the fuck <laughs> is he putting that food? Just picturing the but... water from a can of <laughs> It's a very French I... thing to drink. I have seen him start his day with not a corn dog, not a foot long, but a mega dog. Wow. Which is 18 inches of corn dog, (laughs) which is so huge that we would have people turn around and look at us as we were walking down the street and he's eating it. And they would come up to us and say, where did you get that?
1: <laughs> That's ludicrous.
2: I
0: mean, Googling 18-inch yeah. of corn dog right now might have just been a mistake, but let's see here.
1: <laughs> it was.
2: It's a mega dog. Just Google the mega dog. Oh, my God. S- still a little challenging.
0: <laughs> uh, I it, We almost had a hat trick on corn dogs. It was a real toss-up between that and the fried dough. Um. Which I think is good. I think that it's a proof that across the board we love simple fried treasures,
2: yep, It's yes. classic, yeah, it just you can get as fancy and artisanal as you want, but nothing will beat the classic, right. yep,
0: um, but Anne, maybe this is a good transition to the opposite of that, which is your least favorite.
2: <laughs> well, I thought long and hard because you know things that I like hate in fair food not really i mean there's stuff that i wouldn't get again i almost said at the minnesota state fair they have something called australian battered potatoes which i suspect are probably not australian but uh you would think they sound good but they're sliced just like potato rounds that are then deep fried and they give you either a ranch or like a cheese sauce to go with them and speaking of matt he and i got them once and we just agreed that uh, there weren't. I had to talk about heavy and greasy, so I almost put that on here, but I think that's just too niche. But we have had the bacon trend going Ooh. for a hot minute. I don't mm. know—is the bacon trend is that winding down? Has it run its course? I don't know. We don't seem to be in the, like, bacon ninja frenzy that we <laughs> used to be in a decade ago. Yeah, it's weird that they all have mustaches. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a thing for a few years that was chocolate-covered bacon. Um, And, of course, Ugh. I tried it. Whatever. It's fine. It was uh, an offering at, like, Famous Dave's Barbecue stall or something was the chocolate-covered bacon. And it was not good yeah I I am not hugely into the salty sweet combo like I like salt I like sweet but I don't necessarily need them together in the way that people seem to relish but I thought you know I can do this a nice piece of chocolate covered bacon but I didn't realize because I didn't think it through that of course the bacon is going to be cold yeah, It Ugh. has to be cold <laughs> right. yeah. in order for the chocolate to stay on it. And so it was this cold, nasty piece of bacon from a refrigerator that had been pre-covered in chocolate. Like, its they're not going to dip it right there. And it was just not a thing I ever
1: yeah. want to go for. No. Again. I just so. feel like it's there's just going to be grease, like hardened grease on the yeah. bacon with chocolate. Yeah,
2: it was definitely chasing a trend that I don't understand to begin with mm -hmm. and it didn't last very long. So there's that. And the other thing I wanted to give an honorable mention to, it's a little bit like the corn thing, but the pickle based Mm -hmm. treats at the state fair. Um, I'm okay with a deep fried pickle. That's fine. But there are places that are just like giant pickle on a stick. And I'm like, why? (laughs) (laughs) I you know maybe it's a size thing I don't know I'm not a size <laughs> queen but um you know Vlasic can take care of this for me any day of the year or any so. good
0: deli like yeah, yeah you want one yeah. of those big deli pickles I get it once in a while we want to get one of those
2: but you, yeah, yeah not that fair. hits the spot with the sandwich but I, I guess. If you've been drinking, maybe you need a little electrolyte boost or something <laughs> like that. It could be good. To You're have getting a pickle, your
1: colonoscopy but... tomorrow. You need a little
2: <laughs> I just need a giant pickle on a stick. That would be
0: great if you call back and said, "Hey, um, I'm just curious. Is pickle brine a clear liquid?" <laughs> <laughs> hey. Ooh, ooh. Uh oh, Also, God. I'm looking at the Instagram page for Australian battered potatoes, and I can't believe how much I want to like this and don't. I, it's basically flat potato battered chips, yeah. Or like, so what it's trying to be is it's trying to be a a better potato skin. Yep. But potato skins are already great, and they've eliminated the best part of the potato skin, which is the shape. And then they've smothered them into like cheese and sour cream ranch. to make like ran- ranch. Oh, ran- oh, Okay, even better. So it's cheese and ranch nachos on battered potato flats yep the people of australia should sue (laughs) like this is this is there is no way that this is uh like this this is uh this is slanderous
2: i think so i i I, yeah i don't know what makes it australian but okay there's
0: there's nothing this is texas maybe but it's definitely not australian sorry Hillary, just how dare you fried ranch slabs of potato <laughs> god
2: <laughs> I'm getting a, an interesting and diverse uh, collection of tabs open in my chrome <laughs> for this conversation
0: uh, maybe this is how I fully finally reprogram my tiktok
2: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right, so uh, we have another shared pick for the last least favorite. Uh, Which of you is going to run with that?
1: Poppy, you go. Sure.
0: The only booth at the Webster Fireman's Carnival um, sponsored by Joe Fantuzo, my occasional childhood dentist, (laughs) the candy apple stand. (laughs) And the difference between me and Hillary is that I grew up in apple country. Yeah. Uh, where everything Apple is an important part of the industry. Webster, New York, the one-time basket-making capital of the country because of all of the Apple
1: orchards. Um, Baskets! I'm sorry, I'm thinking of, like, stool! Yeah, yeah it's a real basket. uh
0: Actually, stool boom actually is, is Anne's small talk. <laughs> Ew, Bobby! <laughs> so, candy apples are objectively bad the, the candy is gonna break your teeth and doesn't even yep. taste that good. Yeah. Um, now, a, like a caramel apple. Oh, I will get busy exactly
2: with the caramel something... apple in yeah. in a sexual way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. You you've created something wonderful. We often buy tubs of caramel dip. Like we could just make it, but the store bought kind is actually really good. Yeah. In the in the fall and and they're always apples. I mean, we eat apples. Constantly around yep. here. Anyway, Sam and I both yep. really love apples, but...
2: Oh, a Granny Smith apple yeah. yeah. slice <sighs> with a caramel. Oh,
0: But a candy apple, that that bright red hard gross. candy shell, sometimes dipped in other things that will break your fucking teeth, like stale nuts.
1: Ooh. Like, who thought this was a good idea? <laughs> yeah, it just goes along with my, I'm nervous about my teeth, always. I just, I protect them. And also, it's just so messy. It's all so messy. It's gross. Right dribbles down your hands this is a uh, it doesn't failure of good.
0: something on a stick yeah mm-hmm oh it's it's uh it's well and it
1: is unlawful... definitely something I'm a mean mom because the kids will want like a like around Halloween want like a caramel apple and I'm like no I'm not I'm not fucking I know that it's good but like I can't be responsible for cleaning that up so absolutely not it's not happening not until you can fully take care of yourself then you can make that choice the chaotic evil of stick food <laughs> just <laughs> the yeah like oh,
2: that's
0: a show title <laughs> the, the candy apple i feel like uh you end up just seeing half of one stuck to something somewhere at the carnival like somebody's just
2: given up yes
1: oh yeah
2: gross Ugh. well i think we've come up with a, a good collection <laughs> Of, of fair food many others to uh consider i'm sure oh, we're yeah. just three people yep yeah we can't we can't cover them all we can't think of them all and that's why we have the question of the week we want to know what's your favorite fair food
1: fair ladies and gentlemen tell us your <laughs> fair. <food. laughs>
2: whatever fair you frequent yeah what do you get yep you go there Is it the bread bowl soup? Okay. Sure.
1: (laughs) You make choices.
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Are you my dad looking for the fresh vegetable cup? I mean, get away from me,
1: but okay. Uh, uh, You know what, actually, you know what Rory got at the movies? I was really mad because he... I wanted to get popcorn. Dave didn't want popcorn. Rory didn't want popcorn. I was like, well, I'm not going to get popcorn. I'm just going to eat it by myself. That's no fun. But he got a pretzel, which I did share with him. And sometimes a good pretzel at a fair is pretty good. Yes. That's true. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But a movie theater pretzel is never a good pretzel.
1: No, it's not. It was fine. It was was definition of it's fine. (sighs) I
2: think I would do a pretzel at a fair in the evening, but I wouldn't do a pretzel at a fair during the day. I
1: think that's a good idea. I that, weirdly that totally makes sense to me and i don't know why <laughs> it's a sexy food the other
0: um, yeah you don't want to be seen it's something that you need a certain <laughs> amount of mood lighting to take down a pretzel uh, uh steamers are the other thing at the webster fireman's carnival that i never did because i never liked shelf like i like shrimp but i don't like i don't like clams and stuff like that yeah, so yeah. but by the pound bag people just line up To get steam bags of steamers and just giant steamer trays out to do them all. I never understood that.
1: That reminds me of like Steel Magnolias, where she's like shoveling like corn and like shrimp into a bag for like Truvias. I always thought that was weird. I've never seen that at a fair. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, there goes another episode where we had to mention Steely Mags. (laughs) (laughs) Question of the week.
0: (laughs) Give us your favorite fair food. (laughs) Uh, Uh, just just your favorite though I mean if you I guess if you want to do the whole OUFLF thing which uh, for for credit's sake I steal from the puck soup podcast a hockey podcast I like very much and uh, that's a bit they've been doing for a long time so there's our mm, paying our dues what
2: what fair is puck soup served at (laughs) Uh, Winnipeg it's Canadian yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, all right, I'm gonna go to T She Recommends. Um, I'm gonna go. I have a couple really quickly. Um I started watching or I actually finished in two days, The Samurai Turned Pretty. It's um based on the books by Jenny Hahn. Um and she's the same woman that wrote um uh oh shoot. It just left my brain The uh, to all the boys I loved before, which again, there's sort of like silly teen stuff, but man, I ate this up and it was very like summery and you know, when you're 16 and you have a crush on a boy and all of this stuff, like growing up, I really, really enjoyed it. And it's like at a fancy house, you know how I like to watch rich people do things. So mm-hmm. um, it tapped that for me um, except that the woman who played one of the moms in it is this woman named Rachel Blanchard who played Cher Cher on the Clueless TV TV adaptation (laughs) of of Clueless and I was like oh no she's the mom (laughs) she's the mom (laughs) okay and she looks great but like you know she's the mom she looks like a 45 year old mom you know she just I mean she's not playing older she's just as she's Forty-five or something. So I was like, okay, that's where I am. Um, so that was fun. But I, it's on Amazon. I really enjoyed it. And this is just circling back because Christy recommended it, and I don't know why I resisted, but I did watch Dope Sick. Um, and it very, it was so good. It was so, it was depressing, but in a weird way where I was like, can't wait for the next one. And I don't know why, but I was very into it. Um, and it just is another uh, another situation in which Michael Keaton plays um, a heroic everyday man. Um, but in this one, he does kind of have like a sort of a tragic storyline that really truly broke my heart. And you know how obsessed I am with Hating the Sacklers and it really like tapped into mm-hmm. that. So I recommend it. It's a little bit corny, but the acting is really, really, really good. So and it's written by um, Danny and what's his last name? He was on Buffy and he was on Gilmore Girls. Oh, uh shit, I know Danny Strong. Danny Strong. Yeah, it was written by Danny Strong. So I, I, I've liked some of the stuff that he's he's written and I always think that yeah, he's, he's quite good. Guy. Yeah. So anyway, I recommend
0: those. Better or worse, the Michael Keaton playing Ray Croc.
1: well uh, yeah no better way better way better
2: (laughs) Uh, i'm just going to chime in on recommendations i'm seconding hillary and christie's recommendation of fire island Uh, it had been on my radar before you guys talked about it on the pop culture show but you guys talking about it reminded me that i did want to watch it and i did so straight away and i watched it twice in two days
1: it's so good
2: i enjoyed it so much yeah uh i i mean hillary and i share our love for jane austen adaptations *Pride and prejudice adaptations and this is one of the more fun more modern more interesting ones of them uh i it's uh so i assume you're aware of this hillary like uh Writer Hannah Rosen tweeted about oh, how it fails my the Bechtel test <laughs> that was- because I mean there's essentially no women other than Margaret Cho yeah. in the movie, and so you know she was tweeting about again the you know an entire gender left out of it. And Alison Bechtel herself <laughs> responded and says, "Okay, I just added a corollary to the Bechtel test: <laughs> two men talking to each other about the female protagonist of an Alice Monroe story in a screen." Play structured on a Jane Austen novel equals
1: pass. <laughs> that was so good. I was so embarrassed when I saw that. I'm like, Hannah, what are you doing? Like this is, yep, this is do This is like some you know, white feminism coming in, and it's yep. embarrassing. Like you're yep. you're making us all look really bad. Um, for for a movie that is full of marginalized people <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> it was a very toned up moment I was like honey they're not telling your story no exactly this is maybe not for you but you can watch it still but and yeah. I mean the the freaking the Marissa Tomei scene I mean it just kills me <laughs> it fucking kills me it's so good I love Matt Rogers so much and he plays such a good Lydia he's just this yep. like <laughs> slutty little gay guy oh so good
2: I I also said something about we talk so much about body positivity in this culture but these men essentially shot an entire movie in their speedos. I know I was all of them I
1: was looking at joke um Joel Kim booster and I was like damn and I've heard him talking on various podcasts where he's just like yeah I had to like it was stressful because I am basically in a speedo the whole time and his body is sick I mean he looks looks really good really good (laughs) Oh Lordy! But yeah, so I would say fun.
2: run, don't walk. I might watch it a third time because
1: it and it also it is
2: like all Jane Austen's adaptations. It's romantic yep. at the core of it. It is it's very funny and very romantic. So highly recommend.
0: Great, very good. Uh, someday I'll make my movie where I'm in a speedo the whole time. <laughs>
2: Just have
0: to find one that Waiting. fits first.
4: <laughs>
0: you can get involved with the show by finding it at thisshowhaseverything.com. You can join us in the Facebook group to answer our question of the week and let us know your favorite fair food. Find it at thisshowhaseverything on the Zuck platform. I occasionally Ugh. tweet the show. Yes. I know. I occasionally tweet the show at Show. You can email us at tshishow at gmail.com. That's a great way to send us a voice memo. I probably get some good voice memos about your favorite fair food. That's a good one. to. Uh, We wondered if we could fill an hour with it. (laughs) (laughs) No, we knew.
1: We knew. Uh,
0: You can fax me your fair food, or uh, if you fax me your colonoscopy report, uh, and it wouldn't be the first one I've received, (laughs) at 617-354-8513. And until next time, that was everything on a stick.
2: Mm. Mm. Yum, yum.
3: Uh uh yeah 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 uh Miami uh uh South Beach bringin' the heat uh <laughs> Can y'all feel that? Can y'all feel that? Jig it out uh I only came for two days of playing, But every time I come I always wind up staying Just the type of town I can spend a few days in Miami, the city that keeps the roof blazing Party in the city where the heat is on All night on the beach to the break of dawn
4: Welcome to Miami i Miami Bouncing in the club where the heat
3: is on All night on the beach to the break of dawn I'm going to Miami
4: Welcome
3: to my room. Well, I heard the rainstorms ain't nothing to mess with. But I can't feel a drip on the strip. It's a trip. Ladies have dressed full of your quip. And they be screaming out. We love so I'm thinking I'ma screw me something hot in this South Summer Ring Game Mountain Park. Hottest club in the city. And it's right on the beach. Temperature, get to your, uh, it's about three. Degree. 500 degrees in the Caribbean cities. With the hot mommy screaming. I Anytime I come to town, they be spotting me. In the drop Bentley, ain't no stopping me. So cashing your door. Float at this fashion show. Pound for pound, anywhere you go, yo ain't no city in the world like this. And if you ask how I know, I got the to
4: plead the fifth. Miami, dancing
3: where the heat is on all night, on the beach till the
4: break of dawn. Welcome to Miami, in Venice, Miami. Dancing in the club where the heat is on all night, on the beach till the break of dawn. I'm
3: going to Miami. See to the bottom 100,000 dollar cars everybody got him. ain't no surprise in the club to see sun alone Miami my second home Miami, party all night on the beach the break of dawn welcome to my i
4: Miami, Invenevo, I'm Miami. Bouncing in the club where the heat is on. All night on the beach to the break of dawn. I'm going to Miami. Welcome to Miami. Party in the city where the heat is on. All night on the beach to the break of dawn. Welcome to Miami. miami. Yat- bouncing in the club where the heat is on. All night on the beach to the break of dawn. I'm going to Miami. Welcome to Miami. Party in the city where the heat is on.
1: I mean, whatever. It's just too much meat. I don't need that much meat. Like, <laughs> I don't need that much meat.